International Baptist College is a dynamic ministry of Tri-City Baptist Church in Chandler. IBC offers three Bachelor of Arts degrees and four graduate degrees. The professors at IBC desire to teach students how to think, live, and lead from a conservative biblical worldview. Whether you are pursuing a degree or laying a biblical foundation for your life, IBC will mentor you into ministry. Please check out our website at ibconline.edu or call 1-800-IBC-4858 for more information. The example of Jonah is a lesson for all of us in surrendering to the plan of God and not putting our feelings or even our human reasoning above His. As children and servants of God, we must be willing to obey His commands regardless of the cost to self. Are you there with God? I'm Celeste Montague. Welcome to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, featuring the teaching of senior pastor Dr. Kevin Shaw. Dare to Stand is on the radio to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who will listen, to carefully teach the truth of God's Word, and to encourage a healthy lifestyle of worshiping and honoring God. For more details about Dare to Stand or the ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, please visit www.daretostand.org or call the church at 623-581-3115. You can receive a free MP3 copy of today's message or the entire series in MP3 format for a small fee by contacting the church. Well, today we begin a new study in the little book, of Jonah. Jonah was a prophet of God, and he actually wrote the book of Jonah. Jonah was brutally honest about his own refusal to obey God's command and all the things that happened to him as a result of his disobedience. Let's listen as Dr. Kevin Shaw begins our time by reading a few verses from the book of Jonah, and we begin our journey with this reluctant prophet with our first message titled, Surrendering to God's Command. Here's our teacher. We are going to open our Bibles to the book of Jonah, of all things, in a short series here on the book of Jonah. We're in the book of Jonah in the Old Testament. I'm going to read just a few verses, and then we will talk about this story a little bit. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. And he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless your word now as it is preached. I pray that you give me grace to preach your word your way. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Some people ask sometimes why an Old Testament book like this has impact upon us in our lives now. That's really a fascinating thing with the book of Jonah, because Jonah is the prophet, but the prophet is the story. 
So it's not so much the prophetic message of Jonah as the life of Jonah, and therefore the prophetic message within the life of Jonah that makes the difference. But this this happens in the Old Testament, a number, number of other people. For instance, you take Hosea. If you don't know the story of Hosea, it's a fascinating story in which the prophet's message and his life become intertwined. It just so happened that Jonah and Hosea lived at the same time. They probably knew one another, were prophesying to Israel, which is the northern kingdom at the same time. Now, we know Jonah, and most of the children know the story of Jonah, about Jonah and the whale, or Jonah and the big fish, or however you want to define it. The issue with Jonah, and we'll learn a little little bit about him, the issue with Jonah is the fact that he's the running prophet. And so we have a personal message, but then there are other things as well that we'll see throughout this book. For instance, Jonah seeks to run from God's will. God has something specific that he wants Jonah to do, and Jonah doesn't want to do it. So Jonah tries to wriggle out of doing it. Uh, Wriggle is probably not the best word. It's a really big wriggle, okay? Have you ever been there in your life where there is something you know God wants you to do, and you try to wriggle out of it? And there are different, different reasons we give. Sometimes uh, we don't want to do it because of the consequences of it. Sometimes we don't want to do it because we don't think we can do it. Uh, sometimes we don't seem to trust God. You know, whatever it is. And so we, we try to wriggle out of that. And so uh, you say, well, you know, I, I, I don't really you know, know what God specifically wants me to do. So I, you know, I think I'm pretty good. Now, can I just tell you something? God has something he wants for you to do. Some people say all the time, you know, God has this sort of general will that he wants me to do in life. No, God has a plan for you. God has not only moral will in which you are making choices that are in either in contradiction or, it, or coincide with the right and wrong things as he's described them in his book, But then there are also some specific choices where, generally speaking, everyone else would look at that choice and say, well, it's okay if you do this or you do that. There's no real right or wrong thing, except that God wants you to do one and not the other. And you have to be able to discern his will. There's another theme going through the book of Jonah, and we will deal with it, not so much in this message, but I I think it is really important, and that is that God deals with the nations. Sometimes we think... Well, it's the Old Testament, and you know the Old Testament is all about Israel, except that God is calling Jonah to go to Nineveh, which is the capital city of the Assyrian Empire, and preach to the Assyrians. I, I want you to understand this, and we're going to see this in the book of Jonah. God does deal with nations as nations, and I think I have to point that out on the eve of an election. There's a, a whole movement right now that is being criticized. And I don't, I, the, the ones who are part of, of what is being criticized don't really call themselves this. But there are these dirty words in the national media these days called Christian nationalism. I don't know if you've heard the term. But the idea of Christian nationalism are people that combine Christianity and some sort of politics. 
whether it's conservative politics or, or whatever, they, they combine Christianity with politics. And those, are their, the, those that are speaking typically to, tend to be from the more, there's no way of saying it, more liberal political and religious spectrum, which seems to go together. Okay? And what they're saying is, as you know, you have to keep your religion and your politics completely separate. Or they have a skewed view of what the New Testament is about. We need to preach the peaceful Jesus. There was one an article. By the way, I have an article coming out tomorrow on proclaimanddefend.org. If you've not read those articles, they're coming out every Monday. But we're dealing with, dealing with Christian nationalism tomorrow. So if you want to read that, go ahead and read that. That might help you a little bit more. There was an article that came out this past week that said, you know, we need to preach the Jesus of the Gospels. You know, the Jesus of peace. I don't know if people have ever read the message of Jesus in the Gospels. But the message of Jesus in the Gospels is that you are sinners, not just because you disobey the law in your life, but in your heart. And you must repent. And Jesus preached about hell and judgment to come. And the last days, Jesus preached about all of those things. Now, you understand, in this passage of Scripture... So Jonah goes to preach to a nation. The idea that, God, that we would separate our Christianity from addressing our nation is just absurd because I will tell you this, nations might not care about God, but he cares about the nations. And nations will be held accountable to him and judgment comes upon nations as they defy him and they sin against him. Judgment comes upon nations for that. And we see that exemplified in the book of Jonah. And so let's just get a little bit of an introduction to Jonah today. Now, it's an interesting thing. People say, well, Jonah, he didn't want to go to Nineveh because it was so far to go. I want you to think about this for a moment. And Jonah, and we'll get to this later on in the book, but Jonah goes down to a ship in Joppa and boards a ship to go to Tarshish which is 2,500 miles away, rather than going to Nineveh, which was 550 miles away. That tells us that it's not just about the journey that Jonah was running from. There was something bigger that Jonah was running from. And of course, we'll find out as we, we study a little bit about, the, about Nineveh, which is the capital city of the Assyrians, which were a wicked and violent and brutal people. And Jonah decides he wants to run away. Now, Jonah ran from the command of God. It's a very simple act of rebellion, but no choice like Jonah's happens in isolation. The reason for his running, the reasons for his running are explained later in the book by Jonah. But the full reasoning might have been even more complex than what the book explains, that he was willing to admit before God, because it's Jonah's confession later on in the book after Nineveh repents. The example of Jonah is a lesson for all of us in surrendering to the plan of God and not putting our feelings or even our human reasoning above his. As children and servants of God, we must be willing to obey his commands regardless of the cost to self. Are you there with God? Are we willing to do whatever God asks us to do? even if we really don't want to do it? This is the crux of Jonah's journey. And Pastor Shaw will be back with more in a moment. You're listening to Dare to Stand, 
with Dr. Kevin Shaw and a new series in the book of Jonah today with our first message titled, Surrendering to God's Command. Dare to Stand is a radio outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, and you can link to the church at daretostand.org. And now, here's Dr. Shaw to talk a little about an addiction recovery ministry going on at his church. It's called Freedom That Lasts. Hello, this is Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115 or visit our website at daretostand.org. Go to the homepage and click the Discipleship Connections button. Thank you, Dr. Shaw, and please call Northwest Valley Baptist Church today if you or someone you love needs help with recovery from addiction. Now, let's get back to Jonah as Dr. Shaw gives us some background on this prophet of Israel. Now, let's talk about Jonah just for a moment. Jonah was a prophet to Israel. Israel was the northern kingdom. I want you to imagine for yourself um, that there, there was a rebellion. There was after David died and then Solomon reigned in his place, Israel, the nation of Israel, rose to its greatest prominence under Solomon. But when Solomon died, the kingdom was divided between Rehoboam and, and Jeroboam. Um, Jeroboam and Rehoboam, Solomon's son, and then Jeroboam, who took the northern kingdom. It was the ten tribes in the north and the two tribes in the south. Now, it was a little bit more even than just 10 verse 2, uh, because the tribe of Judah was the most populated tribe of all the nations, uh, of all the tribes of Israel by far. But by the time that we come to the early 700s BC, and when I say the early 700s BC, between 800 and 750 BC, in that time period, the northern kingdom had expanded now, I don't know if you can see the details of this map, but the pinkish country on the lower part of the map is Judah. That's the southern kingdom. Imagine the civil war in the United States in which the south won. Okay, you'd have two nations instead of one nation. That's what happened. The, the northern kingdom rebelled from the southern kingdom, and, the, and they, there were two nations established. And so Judah is in the south, and then Israel. And by the time we get here in the biblical text, it's Israel in the north. So it's either Israel, the northern kingdom, or Judah, the southern kingdom. And Israel had become very prominent, and Israel had become very influential. It is bordered by Judah on the south, and then the ever-expanding influence of the Assyrian Empire is spreading throughout the Fertile Crescent and reaches the northern border of Israel. So Assyria is on the northern border. Let's just tell you a little bit about Assyria. Assyria was a wicked nation. While God had blessed Israel, it was much larger than Judah by this time. It encompasses almost all of modern Israel, the Palestinian territories, Jordan, and Syria today. It was, it was a great nation. But God had blessed this nation, even in spite of its wickedness. Assyria had reached its borders, 
But, not, but that doesn't mean that Israel wasn't prosperous. But there's, there's this great prosperity and clouds looming on the horizon. Does that sound familiar? Jonah was an interesting king, he, or an interesting prophet. Uh, Jonah, entire, Jonah's entire ministry isn't described here in the book of Jonah. He was a prophet that existed outside of that. And we have indication of that. It's found in the book of 2 Kings. And you don't have to turn there. I can just read there. 2 Kings chapter 14, verse 25. 2 Kings chapter 14, verse 25, speaking of the northern kingdom, says this. He, God, restored all the coast of Israel, northern kingdom, from the entering of Hamath unto the sea of the plain, according to the word of the Lord God of Israel, which he spake by the hand of his servant Jonah, the son of Amittai, the prophet, which was in Gath-hefer. Now, here is the issue. The northern kingdom was wicked, but the northern kingdom was in a place of great suffering and difficulty. And God sent a prophet to say, God is going to bless you. His name was Jonah. Jonah was a prophet of good news. That was, he was one of those preachers. You know, there are some preachers, they love to preach gloom and doom and all of that stuff. And there are other preachers that say, I don't want to preach sin. I don't want to talk about that stuff. I just want to talk about the good news. Now, what we're called upon to do is to preach the whole counsel of God. And, but Jonah up till this point, had been a prophet of good news, a prophet of God's blessing upon the northern kingdom. And God chose to bless the northern kingdom in spite of the fact that it was a wicked place. You say, how do you know it was a wicked place? Well, if you study Hebrew history, you'll find a few good kings in the south. But there is not one king in the northern kingdom that you could call a good king. And nations tend to reflect their leadership. And so, God sent this message that was a message of blessing. It was this, this message, here, I'm going to just bestow my blessing upon you as a nation, and though you have lived wickedly, I'm going to bestow my blessing upon you. And what happened was, they didn't respond. God sent two other prophets, by the way, We'll see that. Amos was a contemporary of Jonah. Amos's message is a message of judgment upon many of the nations all around the land of Israel. He speaks of judgment upon Israel as well. And then God sends Hosea. And God uses Hosea to send this message to Israel that, listen, I have loved you, I have cared for you, and you've rebelled against me. And now the judgment is coming. So the people were in great affliction, but not completely damned. God isn't contradicting himself. God can choose for a period of time to bless us in spite of ourselves, out of his own goodness and out of his own grace. But I will tell you this, if we don't respond, and if you don't respond, judgment will inevitably, eventually come. God blessed Israel by the hand of Jeroboam, who was a wicked king. So we have to, one of the things that we have to do when we're surrendering to God's program is to remember this. I have to trust his wisdom. Now, isn't it interesting? We've talked in our, in our worship this morning about we trust the fact that God is wise and God is good. The fact that God 
knows better than we do. Sometimes, you know, we just don't have it figured out. But God knows. And, and we, many times, we just don't trust his wisdom. We think we know better. In fact, modern human beings, especially in the West, especially the United States of America, have gotten so arrogant that we think we all can individually declare our own truth. You hear this all the time. People say, well, it's my truth. There's no such thing as your truth. There is the truth. It doesn't belong to me, and it doesn't belong to you. It is the truth, whether you think you own it or whether I think I own it or not. The truth is the truth. And we will all come hard up against the truth at some point or another. So Israel had refused. And God is wisely dealing with this nation And Jonah is the prophet that's supposed to deliver this message to this nation. And a prophet should know that it's not him, his own to speak his own message. It has to be God's. And I think Jonah understands that because never in the book of Jonah will you find Jonah seeking to speak a message that is different from God's message. But there is a point at the beginning of Jonah where he doesn't want to speak the message that he knows is God's message because he doesn't want to declare it. And I think it's an issue of trusting God's wisdom. We'll see that later on. Dr. Shaw will be back with a closing thought on the northern kingdom of Israel, which had trouble as a region responding to God's commands. Stay tuned. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, where our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw, serves as senior pastor. Northwest Valley Baptist Church is located at 4030 West Yorkshire Drive in Glendale. That's just south of the 101 at 40th Avenue. Come visit our new worship center. Sunday worship service is at 930 a.m., Adult Bible studies and Sunday school for all ages are at 11 a.m., and Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. Child care is provided for all services. Wednesday evening activities include prayer meetings, children's and teens programs. Northwest Valley Baptist Church also offers a quality traditional Christian education for your children, grades K-12, through at Arrowhead Christian Academy. Located right on the church property at 40th Avenue and Yorkshire Drive. For more details about the church, kids' programs, this radio broadcast, or to register your kids for Arrowhead Christian Academy, please visit www.daretostand.org or call 623-581-3115. Dare to Stand is a listener-supported radio ministry. We encourage you to consider supporting Dr. Shaw with a tax-deductible donation of any amount. We would love to give you a free CD of Dr. Shaw's Bible teaching and to minister to you in any way we can. So please call Northwest Valley Baptist Church today, 623-581-3115. You're always welcome to visit Northwest for Sunday morning services at 9.30 a.m., Sunday evening discipleship at 6 p.m. And you can hear Dare to Stand Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. right here on the same radio station. 
I'm Celeste Montague, and we'll continue our new study in the book of Jonah next time. Now, here's Dr. Shaw with a closing thought on northern Israel, where Jonah was from, and their general reluctance to respond to God's command as a region. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time right here on Dare to Stand for more from the book of Jonah. So God had blessed the northern kingdom, and the northern kingdom didn't respond. The contemporary of Jonah, Hosea, says this, And it might well be that Jonah knew and even heard the message of the prophet Hosea. Hosea.